So today we are talking about Kanoon. The movie was released in 1960 and it was directed by B.R. Chopra. It stars Rajendra Kumar, Nanda, Ashok Kumar, Mahmood, Shashikala, Jeevan and Om Prakash. And the Prime Minister of India in 1960 was Jawaharlal Nehru. It is a social saga which is based on the capital punishment and it is a classic courtroom drama which is played between the three characters who are uh, related but they are also in the profession of law and... it's kind of who done it it's a who done it with legal aspects legal aspects and uh, society issues and kind of like uh, figuring out whether capital punishment is the right way to go or not it has layers it's not just outright one thing which is what makes this movie classic and a must watch like we are just already saying it upright like must watch Yes, yeah, spoiler alert, it's a must watch. It's one of those movies which goes down like if, you know, in history, this is one of the movies which is must uh, is most recommended for anybody who likes courtroom dramas or legal dramas and murder mysteries. It's actually it's like definitely a Hindi movie classic. Totally because I was looking it up. There was this little blog by I think by a lawyer in India uh-huh. on his top 5 movies for any law student to watch. This was one of the movies. So Oh. I somehow just have memories of it always being spoken about and talk. I've watched it several times and hmm. now I definitely I don't think I'll forget it because now I think it's like now I'll remember it after doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie has like everything that makes uh, any movie a classic. The sound, the acting, the story and everything. It just has that feel of it. You know how some movies just you just have a look at it for like 2 seconds and you know that it's a classic. The movie opens bang on in the court and there's a suspect who's been convicted of doing someone's murder but apparently he had already been convicted for 10 years for that same person's murder proving that he didn't actually do it the first time and as per law you can't convict the same person twice for the same crime so this was basically they are putting uh, in the base work for how capital punishment is not the right way to go because what if they had given him capital punishment the first time and he hadn't even killed that person so this is the social moral part of the story which they are playing on and this movie is it doesn't have any songs so this was the first hindi movie ever to have zero songs and br chopra who's the director he was very strong in his conviction that he wanted to keep the courtroom drama tight and you know have no frills attached this was one of a kind and 1960 i'm pretty sure you know a lot of producers and distributors were were not maybe they were not okay with taking on this movie because of no songs 1960 movies hindi movies and indian movies were all about songs and all the movies were really long like 3 hour and some movies will even go go for like 3 and a half hours so for a movie with no songs and it just running time is just like thing 130 minutes 150 minutes yeah i think it was like a path breaker for those times it definitely was because it, it 1960 is exactly when mughle azam came out it is when uh, chaudhvi ka chand came out couple of other movies which were popular not only for the content but songs so you're absolutely right the distributors were actually hesitant on taking on this movie and when there was a screening done for them at intermission they were all very quiet like nobody said anything uh so bia chopra was kind of nervous like you know do they want me to put in songs or not but by the end of the movie they were 
willing to take that risk like they they saw the merit in the story and they went with it and this became a super hit it you know a lot, it made a lot of money it did very well it was received both well by the critics and the audience so i feel like pr chopra doesn't get his due like you know how you were saying yash chopra to it takes all the chopra credit out there like you know people keep talking about and i think when we were speaking about what i had mentioned that br chopra is somebody who also produced mahabharat you know i have again always felt his work was you know it deserved way more attention than it has gotten so this was like a perfect antidote to mughalism mughalism had everything that was like the epitome of a hindi movie back in the days and this was like the opposite of it so it's it's interesting that both of them got released in the same year and both of them were hits so i think even back then there was a market for both kinds of hindi movies did not give credit to the audience for the longest time and they just decided that the audience just wanted like mindless entertainment which is kind of maybe not true <laughs> because this movie went on to become such a big hit you know but not a lot of people took that route right like this is one of the few movies like there have been few others here and there where there's been only one song or no song or just a promotional song but it's still like hindi movies are primarily sold on music so it's a difficult route to take yeah, sure. but definitely hats off to him and apparently this movie came to fruition because he had gone to a german film festival and when he would meet people there they would always say that you know indian movies or hindi movies is all about songs there's nothing in the movies except songs so he kind of took it as a challenge and he came back to india and he worked on this and he definitely did not want any songs because he wanted to prove people wrong that there could be so hindi movies without songs as well and it can do as well oh yeah so that was pretty Cool. And speaking of no songs, there is just one scene in the movie in which you know the main characters uh, they go to this go to watch this you know performance. I think it's like a ballet uh, slash play kind of thing, where oh my god the choreography was amazing. Remember we were like wow this is beautifully done. Yeah. So it's this amazing ballet performance, and you know when I say ballet, it's not like the Bollywood version of ballet. It was actually a good ballet. In fact, it was so good that I actually googled uh, to see who that you know dancer is, and I think it's a Russian ballet dancer. Most amazing thing was so this whole performance they are watching. It's kind of like a fusion. So they have like the Indo-Western things. So there's this ballet performance, and then this is you know traditional Indian dance as well, performing to the same music. So I thought it was like really well done. It was. Yeah and there were no song it was just on music it was basically just done on music so you know still sticking with having no songs right the performance also has a point like it's mm. not just in there for entertainment or to make people you know take a break from the heavy stuff or something like that so you know when you watch the movie you realize that that ballet performance is there for a reason they want to show something in the story that you know why this is there or where they're going like they need to kind of send them somewhere yeah there was no uh, songs but the background score like we always talk about now it's become our thing it was so on point like salil chaudhry who's very much celebrated um, musician in hindi movies he gave the music and it is so integrally weaved into the story it's uh, it's there when it's required there's a lot of silence in the movie as well and a very well utilized silence which director doesn't feel he need to needs to fill with dialogues or with any background music but when the background music is there to show you know that someone's running or someone's hurried or you know there's some form of tension it's used very much i don't know 
again lack of vocabulary <laughs> but it's used very effectively yeah exactly what you observed about the lack of sound or the usage of sound so there was this one scene in the code i remember very clearly where you know he says that in 5 minutes you will know who the killer is or something like that right and then there's literally like not 5 minutes but at least like 2 minutes where it's just nothing it is actually 5 minutes It is? Yeah, I think oh, it is wow. very much 5 minutes and they are focusing on everyone's expression and what everyone's doing. And you never get bored. I didn't realize it was for 5 minutes. See, that's what I'm saying. I did not get bored at all. It's just no dialogues, nothing. They're just showing the entire court. They're showing the judge, they're showing the lawyers, bunch of lawyers, they're showing the people who are, you know, witnessing and then they're showing everyone and it's just so well made. And they're showing the pendulum moving. Mm, yes, that's the scene. Yeah. <laughs> It just stood out to me, yeah. And then there's another scene which stood out to me is again silence, like the use of silence. So I think we should just quickly tell the characters in the yes. movie yes. before yes. I explain the scene. So there's Ashok Kumar who is a judge and he has a daughter who played by Nanda who is Meena and he has a protege who is Rajendra Kumar who is also a lawyer. There is a murder scene and right now I'm not giving any spoilers this is not going to spoil your movie but somehow Ashok Kumar gets convicted for a murder which Rajendra Kumar is the lawyer against Ashok Kumar so right now his son-in-law to be is kind of convicting him for that murder so and Nanda who is Ashok Kumar's daughter thinks that her fiance has actually done the murder so we don't know who's done it like as an audience you don't know whether someone's done it or not but this is what the characters feel so right now nanda and her fiance have gone to a restaurant and right now nanda believes that rajin kumar has done the murder and they are just sitting because rajin kumar is very stressed because of the case and nanda is stressed because she thinks he has done it and they are just quiet and rajin kumar you know just happens to start playing with a knife and you know they show him like he's like playing around with the knife and nanda looks at it so in her head this is like you know he's a murderer and now he's playing with a knife so she gets really agitated and she she grabs the knife from his hand because he kind of she's like wants to save him so all of this is being interpreted without any dialogues they are just quiet there is a scene happening just without anything so i was like this is so good like nobody does that anymore like they're like totally and also uh, i think even the very first scene you know like i was telling you you know this was my first time watching right but you know the movie is good when just the first scene itself kind of captures you you know the first scene where they just show the shadows they're showing like the outside of a, maybe like a gambling place like a casino or something and uh, they don't show the interior in, inside of it they just show the shadows on the windows mm-hmm. there's a couple who are playing cards and then there's there like a couple of guys who are smoking so it's just the shadows that you see and i thought it was so nicely done you know just the shadows it was like almost like a play i agree yeah and in black and white movies there is this charm of simplicity and certain sophistication which a black and white film brings like whether in print or on screen and you know i do not endorse smoking in any form or way but there is something about you know ashok kumar has been shown smoking in a lot of movies like in black and white movies and it's just the cinematic image and i know this is kind of glamorizing smoking and this is exactly why smoking became a thing but it does work it's not like something i want to take up on my but as a cinematic you know he's like walking inside a door and you can just see his back and he walks in this is 
the pivotal scene i mean and i'm not going to open anything but if you watch it you'll know this is the scene where the murder is going to be done and now you don't know who's doing it because you just see the bat and apparently it's supposedly you know ashok kumar walking in and he has a cigarette in his hand and he smokes you don't see him smoke but you just see the smoke yeah. and it's like black and white so all you can see is like a black body with the white smoke around it so it's just like this frame looks very beautiful yeah. <laughs> yeah so even in this shadow thing even the smoke is like you just see the shadow of the smoke and then you know the silhouette of the face yeah and i don't know this movie had just had everything that was amazing you know that makes any movie am- a good murder mystery uh how i love hitchcock's movies as well so it this reminded me of his kind of movies but then i mean i can't say that you know he's copying it hitchcock was a legend so you know people will have some influence but uh, but still it was so well done just the style of direct- directing was so good i loved it i i agree yeah i feel like as a suspense movie the movie has a great beat because it's short and it's tight it moves smoothly there's a right amount of suspense you know you constantly and there are a couple of people that the blame is thrown around at so it's not like just one person and even when it lands on this one person you are not able to understand why would he do it and if he did it like you know you have that conflict in your mind so there's like right amount of suspense with conflict with courtroom drama where you know the good arguments are being made against capital punishment and before this movie i really had no issues with capital punishment so you know to be honest i was like yeah okay fine you know if somebody kills someone you should kill like if that person should be you know if that person's killed or hanged it's fine but i liked a state like a dialogue which is in this movie towards the end which where uh, ashok kumar says a life for a life is not justice it's revenge and that makes so much sense like it's a good dialogue it's a good dialogue as well as a good quote <laughs> you know it's a quotable and that made me actually think i'm like that's true and he like hit the argument in the movie is that nobody has a right to take someone's life willingly like if a murder if someone's committed a murder you know it collectively doesn't give the society the right to take someone else's life and also i like the argument that he gave like you were saying you know based on this case he said that he thought she did it she did it. she thought he did it he thought he did it but then you know so we can't really judge is what he was trying to say you know it's up to god to judge he said that no human being has an, has a right to take a take another human being's life the point he was trying to make i what i think was trying to make was like from the first case like when the movie opens and the, the first case is put forward where he commits the murder after being convicted 10 years ago for that murder uh justice system is also made by humans and human there can always be an error with all the the jury whether it's the witnesses of course collectively it you know of course we need a justice system and that's how it works but everybody has an emotional baggage that they bring and in one form or the way they want the outcome to be a certain way whether it is not directly related to you it not might not be the person you know who's related to you or a friend of yours but you're emotionally invested in it and you already know which way you want it to go you're kind of biased everyone has a bias yeah exactly so that's what he was trying to like the movie was trying to show that even when you have all the facts and everything right there is always a margin of error and under that circumstances you can't really punish someone for life like you can't take someone's life give a life sentence but not yeah so yeah i really liked it and i like that was his way of making movies 
because he would always take up like a social uh, theme or a so you know social cause and then he would kind of weave it into a commercial cinema you know which was just a great balance yeah the point you had made in our season 1's wrap up episode about like how movies are you know always commenting on society and so soci- what is happening in society is reflecting on the stories so i think uh, during 1960s and 70s a lot of uh, indian movies were social dramas and we were very much inclined towards Uh, socialism so a lot of uh, indian movies are like you know deviating towards socialism and then you can see a lot of raj kapoor's movies a lot of these movies are showing how we need to like do better for society and focus more yeah. on the moral part of the society so yeah this kind of proves your argument about like how those movies were i don't know what our current movies are showing what are they reflecting <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe we'll have a better perspective like 50 years from now maybe another generation would kind of look back and then come up with something i don't know <laughs> And one more thing was uh, I love how confident Bia Chopra was about the story that he did not distract it with any kind of nonsense like songs not saying that songs are nonsense because I love songs but still you know what I'm saying <laughs> songs they belong in a genre yeah yeah so he didn't and then he didn't like try to force in a little romance on the side the movie shows them as in they're they're already in a relationship so there's no courtship or you know it's not like they they're having a meet cute and they're falling in love or whatever you know the first scene when they both the meet uh, rajendra kumar and uh, nanda when they meet it's already a kind of like it's saying it's telling us that they've been in a relationship for a while you know so that yeah. part is like just out of the window so i like that they he didn't distract it with too many other you know things it was just like purely murder mystery yeah i i would i noticed that too about the romance part and and remember how we were saying like a lot of these 60 movies that we watched where uh having a relationship was not the end of the world she's in a relationship she goes out with him her father's like please take her yeah and her brother also knows about him and they are like yeah. buddies and this uh, love conflicts somehow only started in 80s because movies before that there was conflict of status or you know things like that but it was people were dating people would go out to clubs and dance and at least in the movies in real life i have no idea i'm sure but in movies at least they always showed like even in vakt both sadhna and uh, sharmila tagore's characters they have you know their boyfriends or whatever and they hang out with them there's nobody like i have to take permission from daddy papa se chhup ke milna padega type of things you know yeah when did we turn into this society that we are living in now wow that's a very interesting look at you know how our movies were so different the way they showed relationship Yeah. You know all of these girls they would go to the mountains for their uh, winter break and then you know they'll fall in love and they'll op- they'll just say oh papa I'm going with this guy for here or there and they'll be like okay beta have fun. <laughs> you I know? know. And I I'm 100% sure this didn't happen in real life because you know we have people around us who lived and they didn't but at least in movies they were not showing the world to be so yeah. regressive. Yeah. I think the movie had so much of impact in the society. So I'm such a true crime buff right so i watch and i listen to a lot of podcasts true crime podcasts you know john doe is how they kind of identify a person whose identity is not yet known you know if they can't find the name of the person or something they just give the name john doe um so in india apparently they give the name ashok kumar to any cops that they find that they can't identify any person in a legal case that they find they don't know of so they name the person ashok kumar and that is because it was based on this ashok kumar's character from this movie yep that is a big impact if the legal system had to kind of like come up with a name based on the movie it had to be impactful 
ஒன்னும்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்ஸ்ட்டிங்
did we speak about fashion we just said like everybody was dapper and it was black and white so you can't really talk much about anything but they all look good Shashi Kala is one of the supporting actresses i really loved her blouses and sarees in this and she carried them so well like she she looked really good so since it's 1960 and the world was completely different back then flo do you have any thoughts on anything nostalgic that happened in the movie yes <laughs> This is a very loaded question. <laughs> this is a question because I'm expecting an answer. <laughs> uh, so there's a scene where in the morning, you know, Ashok Kumar is having breakfast and you know he's with his daughter. Uh, so it's a murder mystery, right? So date and time and everything, you know, these are things that are very important to the story. But then obviously, good movies are when they don't make it very obvious. Like they don't show a calendar and say that okay, this was this is the date or something. So what they do in the scene is that you know they're just listening to the radio, and then in the radio there's a news uh, telecast and then you know the news reader kind of before the news is read out he, he gives the date and the time you know mm-hmm. so july 1st wednesday or something like that i was like wow those are the days when they would just have breakfast and listen to the radio and news so good and now what do we do we just reach out for our phone and check our instagram notifications phone. <laughs> i know i was like oh my god good old radios i mean i, I know that my family still listens to radio right so it's not like something that has become obsolete yet but i and I, even i used to listen to radio while i was younger i was like big fan of listening to late night radio and like i think that is why we love podcasts probably yeah that reminds us of radios maybe <laughs> and i used to love listening to the stories and stuff so when i was like oh wonderful like they're just listening to radio and it's amazing like just yesterday i think i was speaking uh, with my husband and we were talking about newspaper and how the newspaper guy will come and like drop the newspaper and there was just one newspaper right it wasn't like something that everybody had their own paper and the paper would be at the table and anybody who came to the living room will read the paper over there and then leave the paper there and go away right and that doesn't happen anymore it's yeah. not like you know you have a paper everybody has their own thing going on yeah and people lose their minds if the paper was moved if somebody takes the paper to another room and leave it there and then they're like yeah. looking for the paper in the living room oh my god all hell will break loose i know <laughs> I remember uh we used to actually get Indian Express for the longest time and I think this was back when the supplementary newspapers had just started coming out when I was in like middle school or something and in my school everybody would talk about Delhi Times yeah and that you know what they saw on Delhi Times and I felt so left out I was like what I don't even get this paper because we got like this one Hindi paper one English paper one economic one economic times and so I remember uh because I used to wake up to go to school the newspaper guy would come around the same time and I I remember waking up and like waiting for him to come and I went out and said bhaiya kal se <laughs> India Times ya jo whatever that you know newspaper which gave Delhi Times I was like and I, from I think he said like uh, mahine ke end mein change kar sakte hai you know you can't just middle of the month change nahi kar sakte I said okay fine next month se and then from next month the paper changed and my whole house will be listed <laughs> like and i didn't think it will be a big deal right yeah. like i thought newspapers newspaper like you can read your stupid world news any <laughs> and they all went crazy and then they were like who changed it who changed it and then i was like so scared of coming out and saying i changed it i don't know what happened after that but i do remember newspaper being such a big deal and yeah yeah so that's my random newspaper anecdote but yeah so this movie had so much nostalgia mm. 
This was the world before phones. This was the world before me- mobile phones. Even television, I would think. Even if there was television, it must be like black and white television. In very few houses. Yeah, because I remember in 1981 was when the color television had started coming out. Yeah, in India. Yeah. So to wrap it up, <laughs> Kanun is a must watch. Uh, it's a definitely stands the test of time, and it's a short movie. And if you are not a fan of songs, or if you don't get why there are songs in Hindi movies, this is like the best movie to watch. Welcome back to our new series, and I hope you enjoyed our first episode. And we'll see you guys next week. Catch us on Twitter at MovieWalaPod and on Instagram at MovieWalaPodcast. Bye. Bye.